Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, Damo, Craig, Rob and Paul are here to give their views from the Sports Village, Lowfields, Kellam Road and the Magnus on, a num- on another mixed weekend for Radio New York Sport. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith. Let's get on with the show. New York Town scored three goals in the first 15 minutes to secure all three points against AFC Bentley to keep the Blues top of the Central Midlands North Division and make it 10 undefeated. Not such a good day though for the Blues ladies as Mansfield Hosey Mills came from two down to win by the odd goal in five. Town's goal scorers, the deadly duo of Ellie Stanbridge and Jess Oldman, Posh Spice and Doc Spice. Flow serve reached the last 64, can you believe it, of the FA Vars with a convincing 3-0 win over previous winners Rugby Town at Lowfields. A brace from Danny Meadows and a wonder header from new man Greg Smith, sealing the victory. The crowd of 394 at Lowfields was the fourth highest in the competition for the day, only beaten by the northeast giants of Stockton Town and Bishop Auckland and Cornwall's very own Falmouth Town. The reward for all that? A local derby at AFC Mansfield, right at the end of the month. Curtin Brickworks put in a claim for the Worldies of the Week award, but who will Dave give it to? And more to the point, who will he give the Wally title to? Southall City and Grantham both won, but Harrowby lost. Could it be Harrowby? Find out all the stories behind the local results on our Thursday football show with the man himself, Pitchside Dave. And with no rugby scheduled for Saturday, Newark and Southall second and third teams decided to run off the morning's disappointment with a friendly at Park Drive. Newark coming out on top by 19 points to 12, so at least something did come out of the day. Of course, Mr Smith missed the best deadline, didn't he? Bad day for rugby. See, it was even simple. I can't write them for him every week. Another dominant performance by the hockey men saw them dispatch third place South Nottingham 4 0 at the Magnus. It's five out of five as they sit proudly on top of the table. And as I say, we're going to go round the grounds in a few minutes. Um, we're going to chat about the flow serve trip to AFC Mansfield and then we're going to lock it up, put it in a box and forget about it until the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that soon. Um, I always like to ask Mr Smith um, for a, a, a comment at the top of the show on the world of sport. And yesterday, Lewis Hamilton sealed his sixth world driver's title with a second place in the United States Grand Prix. The result means Hamilton becomes the second most successful F1 driver of all time, moving him to within one championship of all-time record holder Michael Schumacher, whose tally of seven is now firmly within the Englishman's reach. My question is, he's obviously one of the world sporting superstars, 
but nobody likes him. I don't think it's fair to say that nobody likes him. I just think you and me don't like him. <laughs> I, 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 I don't admire. know because I, I'm, I'm not a Formula One fan, as people know. Um, because I think it's technology, and if you get in the best, you, I know you still got to have something about you, and you still got to be a good driver. Yeah, I understand all all that. You can't put me or you in that car, and it would win. We know that, but there's too much technology in F1. But he is a sporting world sporting superstar, but it just doesn't. There's something missing, isn't there? You know, it's, uh, you're taking it into the realms of my um, argument about Andy Murray. I wondered when that would come up. And you do have to be able, in the modern world, to perform in front of a camera or in front of a microphone. And you have to come across as a good guy as well to win over the public. And that is the problem, that people like Hamilton have got people like... You know, our Scottish tennis player. I would love to love a Scottish tennis player who was successful. But he just... Jamie Murray. (laughs) (laughs) The second favourite son. (laughs) Priceless. But no, I, I just would... You know... When he was a kid, he came across as a great sort of, you know, lovable bloke. But fame has definitely gone to his head, and that is why... You know, I can't pronounce her second name, so I won't involve her again. But how do you lose a girl like Nicole? Come on, man. You know, it's just, um, you know, there's something missing. And what's missing for both of them is persona in front of the cameras, because that's how you win across the public. I do think probably one of the differences is that Lewis Hamilton's uh, favourite person in the old world is actually Lewis Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is... We're going to talk football tomorrow night. We're having a bit of a different one tomorrow night. I don't think Saturday was a bad day for rugby. Rugby union. Um, I would have loved England to win. But I think what it might well do for South Africa as a nation, and that is far more important, because England are always going to be there again. South Africa is struggling. That went back to the Nelson Mandela days. Argue that one with Robert Arpas. Cardiff City face a free window transfer ban if they um, fail to pay none. The first instalment of the £15 million for Emmanuel. We know the story. He died in a plane crash in January. This is getting messy. Cardiff will lodge an appeal against the decision in the next two weeks at the Court of Arbitration. The Champions Club have argued they are not liable for any fee because the Argentinian was not officially their player when he died. They paraded him as their player. Mm, it's, It's a real, real messy one because you're talking about a family that's been broken. You're talking about a very likeable young man that's no longer with us and you know sort of and I keep when we get on this subject keep you know thinking about the family of David Bitson the pilot you know his body was never found they could never come to terms with their grief I know and it's, it's just tragic that we're now we're now arguing over money that is horrific in such a situation I think Nantes should have been big enough just to say look given the circumstances moving on yeah I think um I think you're probably right. Anyway, let's go local. Let's go around the grams.
And the first port of call, as ever, the Sports Village. And it's our Demo, Demo Parkinson, who's uh, got another smile uh, across his face because that's uh, 10 games undefeated at the start of the season. And I don't think you could wish for anything better. If you're going to kill a game, Demo, kill it in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a bit of a funny one, to be honest. Cause like you say, it was dead um, 15 minutes in. Um, and although we then upped it for probably 20, 30 minutes in the second half, it was a bit of a funny one to watch, to be honest. Um, they didn't really come to cause us too many issues. Um, and it got a bit fiery towards the end from nowhere. It's a bit of an odd game. It's one of those, isn't it, that, you know, when it is 3-0 after 15 minutes, and I've seen absolutely plenty of times, 4-and-against-Newark, 4-and-against-Flowserve, 4-and-against-Forest, for that matter, um, you, the players are almost scratching their heads of what to do next. Yeah, and I mean, even when they got a man sent off, they went 3v3 at the back and 3 up front, and it was, they had an odd formation, they didn't try, they didn't try and kick us. And they've got some good players, to be honest. I mean, at their ground, they took us all the way. And it was only a wonder goal from uh, Lewis Chambers that nicked us the game about five minutes to go. So, I think we, we were expecting them to be a lot more combative and physical than they, they were. Tom Mallinson. Now, the most important thing about all this is, I know, he's got a kitchen to decorate. <laughs> Are you sending joins around to do the kitchen? I didn't know he had a kitchen to decorate. He lives opposite us, <laughs> you see. I know he's got a kitchen to decorate. <laughs> ah, right, OK. No, uh, Mally, he's uh, a very good friend of mine and a very good footballer. Um, obviously, I went to college and played with him for a few years um, and stayed in touch. Um, obviously, working at Forest, um, now heavily involved with the, the, the set-up there. Um but he's a very good footballer. Still enjoy he enjoys playing the game, um, and everyone that watched was like, you know, who is he? Um, <laughs> he spoke all the way through. He's comfortable on the ball. He he made a massive difference to us, which in an area that hopefully this week um, will be a player coming in um, to fill that gap. But obviously, Aaron Martin's gone out to Falcons, yeah. um, and it's taken us a while to kind of find a suitable replacement rather than just bringing anyone in. His comment to me was, "I've told Damo I don't run." And I don't tackle. <laughs> and his first pass, George Asplin got on the ball and played a through ball where Mally had to put a 50 yard run in um, and almost got there, to be fair. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he's, he wasn't bad. He, he, he was fantastic. The, there's no truth in the rumour, is it? Now you've got Carty and Mallinson that, that Izzet and Greenfield are playing as well. <laughs> no, 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 there ain't no good footballers. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen, uh, seen either play for a few years. Green has trained with us back in the last year where we tried to encourage some of the Sunday lads to yeah. come down and play but uh, both busy family men I, I mean I was with Tom when he was you know was a youngster you know starting off the same as with Green as Dave Isitt and Steve Carty and, and, and all the bunch and, and they're absolute cracking lads and uh, with Tom Manison in that setup, I, I think you're um, you're, on, you're, you're on to a winner yeah we've been fortunate obviously it's great having good footballers um but it's about the group. We've always said it's about the group of lads, which hence why it's taken us, you know, two or three weeks to find a replacement for Adler because we've had two or three that are good footballers, but they've got to fit in with the 
the lads and you know how we're trying to do things um, and Mali absolutely perfect obviously availability is an issue depending on where Forest youth team are um, that, that, that's going to be your only problem isn't it yeah but hopefully like I said we've got a lad coming in um, that we can probably talk about a bit more when it's done yeah um, but it'll make us better um, but it just means then when Tom's available he, he's probably a midfielder rather than a right back um, we can utilise him um, in his preferred position excellent stuff um, just uh, one more quickie uh, it's Redford United yet again um, yeah brilliant yeah just the tie you didn't want um, but at least it's at home so that's we'll take the plus from that am I assuming that you're not going to be expected to play Collingham 48 hours later uh, something we're working on because I think the league are expecting us to play Collingham 48 hours later well they've set um, a precedent already haven't they by cancelling Retford's Friday night at Collingham when they played in a cup competition on a Wednesday oh that's interesting cause I didn't know that um, that was earlier on in the discussion. season because Co- Collingham played holy hell about it because they reckon it would cost them that game cost them £500 being cancelled from a Friday night take it to a Saturday later on in the season and that was all oh, because Retford had a game in midweek well it's interesting because I think we've had initial discussions as a club um, because what they don't understand is we're not professional footballers um, so playing Wednesday night potentially going to extra time not finishing till 10 o'clock having two days at work and playing again um, isn't the same as Man United having two days no. recovery sports masses medical teams <laughs> um, just, so get, trying, just get your guys to um, have a look at that one day Mo but it, it is a fact that one of the Retford game was can the Retford Collingham Friday night match was postponed earlier on this season because Retford couldn't play twice in 48 hours yeah well I think the, the, their response to us was why can't you play twice in 48 hours which like I say mine was they're not professionals on 100 grand a week and they've all got fairly physical jobs but no so I th- at the minute they're expecting it I think the reality is it ain't gonna happen two games will yeah. get moved so whether it's the cup game um, even though they usually take priority I want to play Collingham on a Friday night um, I think the Friday night games oh, it'd, are a decent it'd be wonderful there's plenty for under the lights there's plenty for Collingham as well because yeah. our midweek will be for us so the, the, there's plenty Friday nights between now and the end of the season Yes, there is, yeah, and it doesn't need to be right now. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, so we'll see what the league... Yeah. We've, we've discussed leagues... If, if I have one gripe... If I've always had one gripe with the Central Midlands, they try and be something that they're not at times. Yeah, and a bit of commentary... You know, with no disrespect to anybody, they're a Step 7 league. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and I'm not being disrespectful, I'm just saying what they are. The yeah, same as the not senior league are. You know, as us as a team, we're we're a team of you know local footballers. We're not Man United, yeah. and, and <laughs> you can't you, you can't play, work for two days, and then play again because it just don't happen. No, 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 no. But we'll see. Like I say, I we'll think see. I think likelihood is one will change. Whether it's a Friday or whether it's a Wednesday, I think one of the fixtures will. It's got to change. A new ground and a new team for you this weekend. Uh, yes. Um, we know a little bit about them. They scored a lot of goals last year. Um, they got promoted into Step 7, although I've not been to their set-up. Um, so it'd be an interesting one. I think they're mixed. They've had some really good results and some really, really bad ones, but they've been good at home. Um, two o'clock kick-off. Obviously, it's going to be miserable. If the pitch isn't quite, quite where it needs to be, it could turn into quite a difficult game. But this is where you've got to go and grind out those results because if you want the promised land it's games like this are wet 
um, Saturday in the middle of Derbyshire, you, you've got to come back with three points. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I read uh, Luke's comments in the paper, and he said we don't think we can drop another point. I'd probably agree with that, to be honest. Dinnington, again, <laughs> I don't know how they're doing it, but another clean sheet. Um, but it's in our hands, and but it doesn't look like them or Harwood are going to drop any points. So yeah, but you can't keep on winning one nil, can you? Eventually, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's well, not going to happen. They keep nine clean sheets in ten. Yeah. Um, but they've done it, and they've looked fairly comfortable. So. Um, no, you, you know, we've got to go there, haven't we? And I think at our place, we should have beaten comfortably, but we didn't. Um, but at the minute, it's in our hands, so we just need to prepare, and I believe we can go and win every game, as long as as long as long the lads don't have a wobble and a bad day, which, <laughs> obviously, over the course of the season, you do have. There's always a bad day around the corner somewhere, but uh, let's just hope it's not going to be this weekend. Damo, lovely to talk to you. We'll catch you again next week when... You better be telling us about another three points. <laughs> we will be. <laughs> All right, mate. Right, thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye, Bye Damo. I don't know which button to press next. I completely got a blank on what button to press next. Um, you look like an octopus in a panic. Yeah, exactly. What, what what do we do there? What 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 do we press next? But uh, if you're gonna win something, you have to go away. When the pitch is rubbish, the opposition aren't very nice, it's pouring down with rain, um, you've got to come back with three points. And I think they're more than capable of doing that. And it's going to be one of them weekends when we will see. Mm, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's the same as when Serve went to Gresley last Tuesday. It wasn't um, <coughs> a, a pleasant evening, apart from the uh, hospitality and the lovely old grounds. But it was a, a cold, wet night where you had to uh, roll your sleeves up. It's all to, about uh, league know, football. It's all about grinding out results. I'm going to, as I say, tomorrow night. Just a reminder: um, we're taking it. We're going to talk Premier League tomorrow night. It's just me and Tony, Tony and here. No, no, no guess. It's us two waffling away. We're going to do the sack race. Um, which, 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 which one is, is going to go first? Um, I'll, br- I'll bring a coin because there's more and more talk that Mourinho is not that far off ending up at Arsenal and there's a man that plays boring boring football but I'll tell you what you'll get your trophies for a couple of years I saw a thing today on the um, but you're not a Mourinho fan are you on the laptop and um, it was Freddie Lundberg was virtually a shoo-in at Arsenal you can't keep going for nice guys there's a nice guy at Man United that don't know which way to go next (laughs) (laughs) you can't keep going for nice guys you need the ruthless as you know as you know Manchester United have always gone for nice guys moving on (laughs) (laughs) okay two flow serve and we're going to talk FA Vars and then as I said it's going in a little box I'm going to lock it and keep the key well away from Mr Smith and that (laughs) box will not come out until a week leading up to the 30th of November. So, Craig, your one and only chance to talk FA Vars is now. It was a cracking afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, good evening. I'm pleased to hear it's going in the box as well. <laughs> <laughs> it is firmly locked. Um, two, I mean, there's two or three things. I wanted to see what rugby was like because this was the league that I firmly expected Flosev to be in this season. Um and rugby is a great tradition and there's wonderful people that come and um, we had a lovely afternoon talking to them but I think there's only ever going to be one winner of that football match Craig won't they yeah I think um, I think that's probably fair I mean they played some nice football here on the good side 
Um, I think we just we just do it them more. We're a little bit more direct and we're more clinical. Um, in the box, you know, we rode a looker on a couple of, couple of occasions. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, I think it was uh, no one would complain. I think the second half we proved that um, we're, we're a lot stronger than them in all areas. And uh, you know, three 0 was a fair reflection on the game. I'd, I'd say the um, header from Greg. Um, for the first goal from from Greg Smith, I mean, there probably was only him that could have would have attempted it, and there's probably only him that could have scored that. Yeah, yeah, outstanding. I mean, I want him to put it down. I don't know if it's fair to say it was a half chance or not. You know, I just didn't expect him to score from there. There's probably only one spot he could have put it. Um, you know, to get the power and the, and the direction on it, he did from that angle. It was just outstanding, and um, yeah, it's just, it's just little snippets like that just show you. What sort of quality he's got? Ben Hutchinson will bring people into the game. He'll hold the ball up. Mm. I think Greg Smith. He, he's always wherever he's been. He's always scored goals, and it may not be the final piece in your jigsaw, but it certainly is another piece in your jigsaw mm. that you've got a, a natural goal scorer in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, like I say, Ben's uh, probably not on paper. Look back, he's probably not a natural goal scorer, but what he has got a lot of other attributes that that have helped us. You know, he holds the ball up well. Um, Ben's had to do that job and try and chip in with his fair share of goals before um, Greg's arrival. Um, what Greg gives him as, as well, working in a partnership, is he obviously occupies them, them centre backs and gives Ben a little bit more freedom to try and get on the ball, and and, that, and that's what we're hoping to get happen. Um, obviously, four goals in three games for Ben now, so it's a great start. And a brace for Danny Meadows, and I, I, I think I, I can I can pass my own opinion on as a supporter. Danny has been trying so hard in the last two or three weeks and it's not been happening for him. It hap- that that happens in football to the world's greatest. Sometimes the harder you try, it just doesn't happen. And that seems to be what's been happening to Danny for the last two or three games. Those two yeah. goals on Saturday will do Danny Meadows the power of good. Yeah, definitely. And, in, and um, like I say, perhaps I've been trying too hard and sometimes things just don't come off. Um, but, you know, if you keep working hard... Um, things things will go your way eventually. And, you know, over the last few weeks, and he's still he's still been having opportunities that, that normally you expect the Danny Meadows to put away. You know, and that's because we know what quality he's got. Um, so you do expect it from him. So it was great to see him back on the score sheet on Saturday, and it's nothing less than what he deserves. I was so pleased because when he came off at the end of the game, he had such a beam on his face, and <laughs> thought, "Yep, that's just what you want, Danny." And yeah. you've got to enjoy playing your football, haven't you? And, and, and you know you've played to a decent standard, and you know sometimes you you your the best part of your game was the ability to spray a football to one side of the football pitch to the other. And some matches it just didn't work for you, and then the next match everything falls into place. You can't, you know, no. that's sport, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And Danny's Danny's no different. Obviously, he's um, he's, a, he's a big name player, so it comes with, that comes with expectation, which which builds pressure, and it's not it's not easy to deal with and. So, um, like you say, you just got to keep plugging away. Sometimes it's not your day, um, but even when it's not his day, you know he's, he's still an outstanding player for us. Yeah, like you say, it's great to see him get his reward on days like Saturday. Um, and we just hope he just carries on in good form now. He's a big player for us. And a local derby to AFC Mansfield at the end of the month. Now, you know, I was hoping it was going to be somewhere exotic, but <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, obviously it's still quite regionalised, isn't it? It's, it's this one is. If you can win this one, then 
it opens up to the world. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, a real tasty tie, obviously. Um, Roast that five sides again. Um, uh, Mansfield, um, I suppose we've got to be happy with the tie, really. Looking at it on paper, there's, there's some tough ones out there um, in, in, the mid, in the Midlands region. Um, you're not having, a, not having the best season so far, but you know everything, form, goes out the window. Um, FA Vars Day, it's third round. Um, so it's you know it's on it's on the day he wants it the most. Well, they're going to be up for it. That that's a fact. And Flo so haven't got to go there um, thinking it's going to be easy because it it will be far. You don't a Newark side does not go to Mansfield and get an easy ride. Never. Yeah, <laughs> it never just doesn't happen. Never will do. But, um, you know, yeah. it's there for the taking on the day. Um, both teams were going out to win, and there's uh, you know, there's nothing to lose for for, for neither of us. So right, in prospect. it's in the box. Yeah, the key's been thrown away. Um, no more. Right, let's get to um, to the league. And you've got some cracking matches coming up. Do you do you ever play teams that's near the bottom of the table? It's relentless, isn't it? You like I say, you keep, just keep looking at the next few fixtures, and uh, it's just relentless. So I see nothing less than uh, top of top of the league to travel to Warsaw Wood this this Saturday. Um, and as you just said, they are the top. So um, I could record this program. That's another test for you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, massive test. You know, Warsaw would have been there and thereabouts. Very unfortunate not to not to win the league last year. It was only the fact that uh, Elkeston had such an amazing season, just pipped them right at the post. And what we've been close for the last couple of years, um, probably the biggest club in in the league. Um, so yeah, massive test. Um, but we'll go into it on good form. Three three wins, three clean sheets. That was my next point. Um, yeah. Joe, your keeper, very rarely gets talked about because he just gets on and, and does his job. But he's yeah. now got three clean sheets behind him, and that's got to be something that he'll take proud of, pride yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Joe does take credit, um, and also uh, the back four and then the field. You know, it's um, we've started working a lot harder um, on the press off the ball when, when we're out of possession, um, and that's credit to all of them, Joe. Um, the back four and, and the centre midfielders that's all their job there, there was yeah, one save in the first half with his his trailing leg after they did the woodwork twice then he saved one with his trailing leg yeah um yeah. you know and those are the ones that go down of that changed the match because 2-1 it was a different match entirely so so well well done well done to Joe you're going to get some credit there that's some um, free clean sheets on the trot and I'll tell you what it'd be wonderful if he come back from Saturday and was talking about four clean sheets yeah, on the absolutely. trot wouldn't it that would be absolutely spot on very quickly Craig um, injuries um, Paolo's playing again that's, he, he had another 20 minutes on Saturday and he looked like he was back in the mix he did yeah great to see Paolo back on the pitch like you say he looked lively you know he's always had that composure on the ball so you know he's worked really hard from, from the minute he got injured um, so it's great to see him back in contention uh, uh, Matt, uh, Matty Cotton yeah. because he's the one that we're all waiting for yeah it's, it's real frustrating with Matt you know he's just not making progress unfortunately you know he's had his he's had his scans and etc his x-rays and there's nothing showing up but he's, you know he's still not moved on much in the last four or five weeks unfortunately very frustrating one uh, so all we can do is just hope that that uh, you know that to recovery accelerates as quickly as we yeah, can and we're getting yeah, back in he's a quality player and see him standing there watching it because it's nothing worse as you'll know for a player to stand there and having to watch your teammates on a day like that 
No, yeah, you know he's an important player for us, so we want to see Matt back on the training pitch as soon as we can. Craig, I'd love to come and support you at Walsall, but I've I've, I've been offered a free lunch at the rugby club, so um, mm. I wish you the best of luck next Saturday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Enjoy your day. And, thank you, mate, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Good Greg. Night. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, it's a choice between going to Walsall and having a having drinky poos and a free lunch at the um, at I the rugby know. club. I'm sorry, but um, as much as I like to go to Walsall, no, it ain't. It, I, was, it, I was actually talking to Matt Cotton before the game on Saturday, <coughs> and he said that it's always frustrating when you miss out on matches, but this one really hurts. And he also said that the the leg is taking or the foot is taking ages and ages and ages. And uh, he's finding it harder and harder to be patient with it, but that's all he, all he can do, bless him. He's got no choice. Um, you know, we talk about the world is in the wallies mm. on a Thursday night, don't yes. we? And I just want to get this one in before Thursday comes, because our football, non-league football expert that comes in here on a Thursday night, yeah. you know, and we, and we look up to him, you know, we, his, his esteemed opinions are, are generally right, and um, although we've looked flow serve in the box... Um, Norwich United apparently was going to win the FA Vars this oh, season, wasn't they? Got they? Out, they? they got knocked out by a village team in Suffolk called Pakefield. So if we're looking for worldies and wallies on Thursday night, yep, Dave, step forward. Dave, you I'm, could I'm be not, with a chance, mate. Well, we're not talking worldies, mate. <laughs> we're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm going to stick with my northeast clubs. I'm, I'm still not. I'm still sticking with them. The thing I can say is I've lasted longer than our football expert. <coughs> well, I did choose more teams. <laughs> okay. Or the North East, for example. <laughs> yes, Mr. Cobb, Mick Bradley is ex- accepting freebies. <laughs> yes, it's nice to have listeners. Um, it really is. You're listening to the unique Radio New Sport with our friends at Smith's Timber. Still to come this week, tomorrow night, Tony and I talk about the sack race. We move away from no. We're talk. We're looking at the Premier League, and if we finish bickering about that, we might even look at the Championship. Um, Wednesday night, Gareth Bagley's coming to see us um, talk all things, all things athletic. It's a long time since Gareth's been in. One of our, one of our um, great friends, and on the show. And Thursday night, of course, it's the Thursday football show with our um, non-league football expert. Hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll see. Talking of experts, um, <laughs> our, our rugby expert, of course, is Mr Rob Wardman, because he is he is Mr Rugby, and he left us last week with a prediction that England would beat South Africa by 24 points to 12. I'm not going to mention that again. Good evening, Mr Wildman. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um, let's come back to that, Rob, if we can, because... Egg all over my face now, <laughs> you bit wrong, and... Um... <laughs> Uh, congratulations Africa we'll come back to that one in a moment because I want to know the reasons why um, but um, whereas uh, was all reliably informed there was no adult rugby on Saturday there turned out to be an adult rugby match um, there's no competi- there was no competition games but we, we got a I thought you was going to say it wasn't competitive we got a, we got a beer team up uh, all, <laughs> a Newark all sorts all stars uh, 15 went across to Southwell to play their equivalent and I think from all accounts I, I didn't go across I went to Leicester on Saturday afternoon uh, by all accounts it was a thoroughly good game of um, 
Open running rugby, everything the World Cup final wasn't. I don't think it was open running rugby, but certainly I think they had a, a muddy bath and it really enjoyed themselves. So uh, and 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 the lads and the team won nineteen thirteen. And um, on Sunday, I saw the under fourteens won in the NLD Cup. Um, I think they won at Peterborough. It's the only one I did see, to be honest. Yeah, they went down to Peterborough. There was no um, mini or youth games at Newark because of our ongoing. Um, problems with water and I'll come to that in a minute because we've got a bit of an announcement tonight um, if, shall we do that now? Yeah let's come let, 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 let's get Newark because Newark is much more shall important we, shall, we, shall we get it out of yes. our chest um, yes. well obviously t tomorrow night we were supposed to be holding our um, annual bonfire extravaganza uh, people might have seen that we we postponed it last week uh, because of we were this time last week we were, we were underwater uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Although the, um, the flood water on the Trents receded, it still remained very wet over the weekend. Uh, we had hoped to stage a bonfire spectacular next uh, next Sunday evening, November the 10th. But today, uh, uh, this afternoon in fact, I've just been told that we've, we've decided to uh, abandon it altogether because, no! the, because the pitches are, are, still under, are still underwater. Uh, obviously, as people know, we, we get a very big crowd down there. Yeah. On, on the night, and it was just felt that we would be asking people to trudge around in a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of mud. I, I, I do day. think, Rob, and I've been saying this from from the outset, that would finish rugby on that second pitch for the season. Um, well, it's a matter of opinion. Um, you've got your opinion. I don't think it would finish rugby. I've seen, I've seen the pitches in far worse states, and we've played rugby. Um, but that's used as a car park, though, isn't it? Anyway, we've decided to cancel the event um, because of just the, uh, you know, the problems of getting sort of five hundred cars onto the pitches in yeah. very wet conditions. And I think uh, that that's the problem, sliding. isn't it? Uh, there's a um, safety aspect as well with you know, a big crowd perhaps you know, 1,500 people 2,000 people mm. on, on the ground so they've, they've decided to uh, um, pull up stumps for this year I think we're talking about doing something else re-fireworks maybe at New Year maybe in the summer so watch this space but um, it's OFF for the next uh, for oh dear well that is um, that is um that is sad, but I also think it, it, it's probably sensible as well, to be quite honest. I think honest so. With I you. think with the conditions and the forecast of more rain uh, in the next week, yeah. it's been relatively dry for the last day. Um, we've, we had more rain Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it, it takes time to dry out. I think we'll... We have a home game next Saturday, uh, as you know, Mick, you'll be invited. Yes, to you better play uh, that. I don't, know what, I, don't know what the, I don't know what Chef Matt's serving, but... Um, I do, I it's something, some, some posh chicken. I got two weeks ago. But then anyway, we're back playing rugby next Saturday. We're at home to Long Eaton, 2.15 kick-off. And also, we hope to get the second team at home as well. They've, they should be playing modern seconds in a pennant game. So we've got a couple of games <laughs> certainly booked in. And I know there's hope, they're hoping to play Sunday as well. But, uh, but for up-to-date information, please read the website. It's one of the joys of doing this job is a new at Rugby Club pre-match lunch. It, it, it's, it's something that I think everybody should at least go to one of. It, it's... Um, some of us have to work. Yes, yes, yes. It's an absolute joy. Well, and on Saturday, if we, we, we're getting on to World Cup stuff, um, we had the bargain of the century. I got down for half past eight to watch the game. 
along with about 200 other people and for five pounds you had the breakfast and a pint so uh, it was uh, it was good value and it was obviously with chef matt in charge it was some very good nosh and the only thing that dis- disappointed me all day was the performance of the england team so let's talk about that then um up. let's um in your professional opinion what went oh, wrong <laughs> My two pennyworth, for what it's worth, we just didn't start, did we? We were, uh, everything we did well the previous week against the All Blacks, we didn't do well. I must admit, I sank into my seat when I saw Ben Youngs take about uh, half an hour to put his first box kick up. Um, we were very nervous in that first ten minutes. And in, that, in those first couple of minutes, we also lost the prop, Carl Sinclair, who knocked himself out when he collided with the, the South African player and his own player, Maro Itoja. He, so he was concussed, and, and the game didn't really get any better we had we had one good period of play in the first half when we could have scored out wide we didn't take our chance I think we got a penalty um, and we were always within we were always within sight of South Africa they didn't really pull away until, until the last 10 minutes but they, whenever we did a good piece of play the, uh, you know, the, the straight from the kick off we would hand South Africa three more points People made a lot of uh, comments about the scrum and losing Sinclair. We, we obviously, Dan Cole from Leicester, had to do a longer stint. Um, I think perhaps we, in our giddiness of last week, um, after the All Blacks result, perhaps we forgot how good South Africa can be. And if, if you look at the results over the years with the box, you know, they win perhaps three games to our one. They're a very, very good team. Um, and they played very well. And, and, and they they dictated the terms that they wanted a set-piece game. They booted the ball off the park to force the line out so they could have a scrap. They didn't want England running it back at them with our runners. Um, it was very simple tactics, but they played it very well. Uh, they had a policy of picking six forwards on the bench with two backs, so they, that gave them a, a whole new front row. And that proved um, perhaps the winning move, didn't it, when they brought their th- three new players on. They they got more penalties um, it was very disappointing for England I think having beaten the All Blacks we felt it was it was ours to win if I put my uh, white rose jersey on I know professional sportsmen it, it doesn't happen like that but you know you build up for the Australian match you, you're on such a high for the, the New Zealand Warren Gatland might have been not far wrong with his comments that you know you've had your cup final yes I think <laughs> I don't think yes it's always been a good sparring match between Jones Eddie Jones <laughs> England coach and, and Warren Gatland the Wales coach so uh, I think Gatland um, yes made a very pithy comment <laughs> Mr Smith would you say Rob that I mean it, obviously everybody's disappointed that England lost but don't you think it was uh, a re- an important result for South Africa as a nation? It was almost on a par with Nelson Mandela days, I thought. Well, obviously, crikey, you, you, you think um, we've got problems in Britain with Brexit, you know, it's enough, nothing compared <laughs> to the problems South Africa have had over the last <laughs> ten years. Look at the their economic problems. Uh, I've not been to the country for about ten years now. Um, but yes, no, I hope it, there's some fantastic people out there, from, some fantastic rugby players. Um, the PR man who's been doing the Springbok uh, PR works, uh, um, a good friend of mine, um, Andy Calhoun, who, who worked over here. He's, 
he made his life in South Africa in, in Cape Town with his family and to see him in the dressing room on, on social media um, yesterday and holding the cup and he's worked very hard as Andy you know, a whole batch of people in, in, in the, the South African Union who've, who've worked hard and, and have believed in their country um, that's the thing and um, uh, I'm you know, delighted for them uh, I hope he, under Erasmus they had a, they've got a figure who's, who's brought people together they, they had a disastrous period of perhaps six, seven years where they didn't quite after, uh, all kinds of problems and they didn't quite get it, things together they've always had a fantastic pool of players and um, I'm, I'm very pleased for them and uh, people forget also that uh, um, although you think rugby's a, a white man's to be very blunt a white man's game in South Africa it's, it's not it, even during the age of apartheid um, the coloured teams the coloured capes love their rugby um, and, and, and so do the, the black people there's an element who, who love their sport ok the, the black guys in, in, in South Africa would, would be football would be their first sport but rugby also they've played and then there's been, even in the first the 95 World Cup winning team Chester Williams was a uh, an iconic figure and sadly he died just before the World Cup yeah. started this year um, yes no they're a, f a phenomenal rugby rugby country um, and I think perhaps last week in, as I say in our giddiness we just forgot that uh, they can't half play the game that's, that's wonderfully put well done and I think and I think we find out so World Cup's come and gone so next week we're going to be um, concentrating on Newt's victory back over, over Long Eaton my my muddy, yeah. my freebie runch and the fact that Newcastle Falcons are top of the championship <laughs> yes all that. <laughs> all that all that all that come next week Rob thank you so much 15 kick off Saturday back to basics yep. why 2.15 and not 3 o'clock oh Michael don't start that ok, <laughs> okay we'll have a long discussion when we've got nothing else to talk about make a note of that for next week right we've, thank we've, you Rob we've gone back to the traditional winter kick offs yeah. You can I, ask that question at the lunch. You can ask some everyone. I will, yes. You can ask the chairman. Ask the chairman. Well, I'll get the chairman on now. Thanks, Rob. Take care. Bye bye. I think I'll probably hit. Um, You'll just have to eat quicker. Yes, I think. Um, I think I'll probably hit something there. So, right. What, okay. What's posh chicken in your house cooked? I don't know. It's some posh name. <laughs> I, I had to ask what it was, but it's some posh name. But it sounds nice. <laughs> and um, it's time to go and play some hockey and. Uh, and that's what the Newark Hockey Club men are doing, and they're doing it very, very well at the moment, because uh, five games in, five victories, and uh, a nice comfortable win over third in the table to put a bit of a gap there. So, uh, all's looking very well, Mr Paul Halfpenny. As predicted, yes. Hello, <laughs> um, Yes, um, so far they've played Loughborough Students in, fourth, in second place, Beeston in third place, and South Nottingham the beat on... Saturday quite convincingly 4-0 um, so the four teams below them they've already played in the league and they sat top on what would be maximum points if they could actually get their uh, house in order with uh, paperwork but uh, <laughs> yeah um, they um, they were missing Alex on Saturday Alex Davies um, he couldn't play on Saturday and they did it without him um, very one-sided I'm led to believe and yeah again just like last week another stroll in the park where do they go I mean not not being too presumptuous but <coughs> they're in the no Midlands North East Premier at the moment where, what's the next stage then ok so you've got uh, North West South West North East South East which are all tier 3 so 
because they're winning this league and hopefully will get promoted, they'll go in from Tier 3 to Tier 2. So they'll go into the East Midlands Division, so they'll move into East Midlands Division 1, which is pretty much where we moved to um, when I was at the helm. So they're going back to where they belong, really, and I think they can, with the team that they've got, they could possibly go up to East Midlands Prem. So. It's just keeping that team together, isn't it? Well, that, that's always, that always seems to be the problem in yeah. Europe. Yeah, whether it's girls, boys, it's, it's keeping the team together, yeah. They, they, they achieved the goal that they've been working so hard to get and then decide the grass is greener somewhere else, and I've never, I've never quite understood that in any sport. No, it, it, it is. It's, it's quite bizarre. I mean, I, I come from a background of uh, Mansfield and North Knotts where people just never used to leave. Um and they would sort of sign up to play first team. It was a bit different to be played uh, second team, thirds and fourths, but if you were part of the first team, that's what you did on a Saturday while ever there was a league game to play in. Um, and you just didn't sort of leave. It had to be something sort of uh, drastic, sort of um, moving house somewhere else in, in the country for you to actually leave the club. And, and you know, I go back to Mansfield, who I was there on Saturday actually watching the second team play, and um, it's still the same old faces that I remember. It's the same when we're playing North Knots. It's the same old faces, I mm. remember. They just don't leave, they don't move on. It's it's quite weird at Newark. How do seconds get on, by the way? Um, well, they played very well. They lost 5-0, but it flatters Mansfield somewhat. Um, here's a story for you. They got... Uh, Mansfield had got this guy playing up front. Um, Asian-looking fella. Um, nickname was Nico and plays his hockey in Italy. Right. He's over-visiting his father in Mansfield and he just randomly turned up at training um, one Wednesday night I said oh can you play hockey yeah yeah I'll play hockey oh do you want to, do you want to play for the fifth team then so they put him in the fifth team last week he got a, promptly got a hat trick and ran the show so they thought oh let's stick him in the twos so he promptly got a hat trick <laughs> and ran the show without Nico playing on Saturday the score would have been entirely different I think <laughs> Mansfield may well have won but maybe a 1-0 but this, this guy was, was, was brilliant and a um, guy called Pete Denley who's uh, one of the stalwarts at, uh, at Mansfield came and sat next to him and he was telling me this story about they didn't know who he was so he googled him and he's got three pages on Google about him in oh, <laughs> club in Italy he's, he's a good player he's played uh, international at junior level so there you go <laughs> <laughs> why can't you have relations in Newark? oh yes indeed <laughs> Well, well, probably go to South Knots or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I thought, in my limited hockey knowledge, that Great Britain's men's and women's teams was amongst the elite in the world. So it comes a great shock to me when I was sitting there doing some homework at, at the weekend to find out that both of them have just scraped into the Olympics. Um, well, I think, I think from watching the games uh, over two legs, I think scraped... Well, okay, uh, the, right the fact that it was in this position in the first place. Yes. Well, England hockey have changed and changed the way that they they train coaches and changed the way that they train um, players. And I'm not in agreement with it. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm, I'm just not in agreement with it, and that's why I stepped away. But um, the men are now ranked seventh in the world. I think the women are fifth or sixth. Um, and, and it's going the wrong way. We're, we're going downwards, not upwards. I'm hoping they can turn it around, but I think the way in which things are delivered now, I don't see how it's going to happen. Is it important for hockey that they are in the Olympics? Um, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Many different reasons. Obviously, we don't get an awful lot of airtime on terrestrial... T- in fact, we get no airtime on terrestrial TV unless it is the Olympics. <clears throat> so if you've got BT Sport, you're laughing because we, we get hockey on BT Sport. But the other reason is, if you don't go to the Olympics, UK Sport will stop funding them. Okay. If UK Sport stop funding them, once again, I think England hockey for the third time may well go bankrupt. So... It is important. Forget the hockey, it's important. <laughs> Forget what goes off on the pitch. It is amazingly yeah. important. Yeah, I mean, we, we had the World Cup, didn't we, last year? Yeah. It was held in London. It was our, on our own soil, and we refused to get any... or we, we failed, should I say, to get any airtime. That should have been screened on terrestrial TV. It mm. should have been out there for the masters, but instead, you know, the only people that went to watch it were hockey players, and the only people that saw it on TV were the ones that were blessed with BT Sport. So... It's, it's, I don't really think they've got the house in order myself. But no, it's, it's to- totally wrong. Paul, thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, next week, I assume that all the ladies are back playing again after their week off? Oh, goodness me, I've just checked on who's playing where. Now, we're away, as in the ladies' first team, are away at Loughborough playing Loughborough students at their place. But the twos and the threes and the fours are all at home, so it's all a bit congested from nine o'clock onwards. And then the men's ones play my old team... Mansfield with possibly Nico. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to haunt you, isn't it, Nico? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, well, he might have gone back to Italy by now. Well, we can, uh, we can, but hope. <laughs> Just check his visa. <laughs> Brilliant, Paul. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Paul. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> Always brings a smile to my face, doesn't Mister <laughs> Halfpenny? Um, I know I've locked Flow Serve in the box, but. That victory at the weekend um, means that they have now earned £3,000 from the Vars, and the winner of the next round gets £1,125. So, apart from anything else, um, it's getting, um, it is getting serious. Um, I mean, I was taking the mickey out of KP today, or trying to, um, and it was a fantastic crowd at Newark, and don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic crowd. Um, I think the big boys up in the northeast was on 700 and 600, and little old Falmouth Town, who apparently didn't have another match within 50-mile radius of them, according to Kevin. Um, they was 2-0 down in the 90th minute. Oh, they scored two goals in injury time, and then the winner in extra time. Oh, and now Falmouth Town play the winners of... Chichester and I think Bagshot or somewhere. Bagshot, but yeah. whatever it is, it's a 400 mile round trip for them. Now that's what I wanted for Flow Server, proper day out, not 15 miles down the road to Mansfield. Well, that, that, that puts Forest Town in perspective, doesn't it? <coughs> but, uh, um, hey, hey ho, it is what it is. I, I, I honestly think it, it's, it's a great draw for us. It is what it is. Uh, because, um, I do feel sorry for Falmouth. I must admit, after a comeback like that, they don't deserve that. <laughs> and then they go in, and then they go in. But that's the, that is the joy of the cup. We'll talk. We'll talk about some of the other Vars matches, and um, we will mention the fact that Norwich got beat, <laughs> Mr. Pickerel. <laughs> uh, it may get mentioned on more than one occasion on uh, Thursday night. Yes. Uh, have you got anything for the remaining minute? <laughs> <laughs> um, tomorrow night, as I've said a couple of times now, um, me and him are going to have a good old whinge about. Um, Premier League, Premier Division football. Um, we're going to talk the sack race. So, if anybody wants to know anything to say, they go on social media and say it. Um, we've got um, VAR. 
having seen some of the performances this weekend with VAR, I don't think VAR is a problem. The technology is not a problem. It's the idiots that's working it. Well, they have. They are clueless. As, as absolutely clueless. As, as one of them uh, has been on a regular basis, David Coote recently. I, I don't want to say clueless, but no, it's, it's a very, very. Well, it's only following orders, isn't it? And it's the orders from Mike Mike Riley. I mean, one, the officials aren't even allowed to look at the monitor at the match. That is ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. It has, absolutely it has, ridiculous. It has no place. And you know, in you're football. talking about he's an armpit onside. Oh come on. I mean, I, I I don't like the fact that it's no longer a contact sport. It spoils it for me as a Leeds fan. But, VAR, come on, what are you thinking? We've tried it once, it didn't work, you threw it out. How come it's bad? It's, it's ridiculous. Dave Pickerell, who is keeping quiet about Norwich, we might have mentioned that, he also says that South Africa's game plan was physicality with aggression. He could have put Leeds United in there instead of South Africa. No, they, 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 they had a bit of skill as well, in fairness, Leeds. So, tomorrow night, we're going to do that, and if we finish that, we might even have a go at the Championship, because I think there's two points between the top six teams. Mm. That's a proper league. Mm, mm. That is a, that's, you know, that's where you'd want to be involved. The Championship is the best league you know, in football. It, 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 it really is. So, we're, we're, me and him's just going to have a whinge tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> about professional football, because I think well, it's a long time since we've had one of them. And then we'll get back on track with Gareth on Thursday and pitch side um, on Wednesday even and pitch side Dave on Thursday. You're here for a full week this week. Yep. You, you'll be you'll, you'll be absolutely tired out. Coming up next, um, Heidi Crampton is on FM with his look at the um, 70s, soul, funk and disco and the return of Mr Channing. D.A.B. Bye-bye.